Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome the... to the return of the Blinds Bar podcast. I'm your host, Blind PC Guy, and we also got Glitched Vision here with us today. Hello, world. And my buddy Blackhawk is in voice with us as well. So, yeah, we're going to start a new format today. And basically, the way this format's going to work is we are going to pre-record the podcast from this day forward. So that way we can also put it on podcasting platforms. So you will no longer see live streams on Twitch or YouTube, but you'll still be able to find the show on YouTube. So, I guess we'll get started here. And this is our first show in, gosh, two months? Roughly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... What should we start off with? Maybe go ahead with the cyberpunk situation that happened last weekend? Eh, That's been talked to death, but yeah, it it was a joke. A joke that actually led to things, but still a joke nonetheless. You've been epically pwned. (laughs) What were they thinking? It's still crazy to see that, you know, it was legit. You know, source code has been leaking. Yeah. And... They could have handled it a lot better. If you've looked at other data mines, that ransom note was so childish. It was. <laughs> I mean, you like, can epically more pwned? of a joke than it does. Uh, yeah. An actual like, threat. come on now. Why are you trying to resurrect internet lingo from the early 2000s? Come on now, people. Right? But, hey, they really got the information. And, you know, they had backups, CD Projekt. So it's not like they lost anything, but gosh, if they leak that cyberpunk code out to the public, that'll be embarrassing when people actually start looking through it, I bet, how much of a mess that game's been. What I think would actually be funny is when that game, that code leaks, if the fans create a patch that fix the problems better than CD Projekt Red has. <laughs> Similar to the uh, community... <laughs> the... The what, Hayden? I mean, it's happened before. Yeah, you'll have to forgive the lag. Uh, I said similar to the community patch for Skyrim. But it's to be expected, you know, players will notice a lot more bugs and glitches than the developers will. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, it's going to be an interesting scenario to keep up with. And don't worry, if any developments come out of it, we will keep you guys posted on future episodes so it was a little bit of a quick topic there but from there there was some interesting stuff going on with nvidia so they announced that with the rtx 3060 graphics cards that they are going to artificially limit the hash performance on those graphics cards by 50 percent so that way miners will not buy them quote unquote which obviously is going to be worked around it's if it's artificial if they didn't purposely do it in hardware someone's going to make an open source driver and get it going they're going to find a way it's yeah no most definitely because and nvidia's goal with this was to release a mining series of cards that no miner's going to buy they don't even have outputs on them so there's not any resale value you know a good miner is going to buy a consumer card use it for mining and then throw it on eBay to try to make some of their money back off the card after they've already made thousands if they have a big farm. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. there's no getting around it. That's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, like, you aren't going to buy a graphics card with no outputs if you're a miner. Because 
once that card, you know, is no longer useful, it's got no purpose. Uh, I'm not going to buy a card with no outputs that's not designed for gaming. It's just designed for mining performance. And for those that don't know, a, mi a mining system for Ethereum or Bitcoin generally is like a PC board. And then it has, you know, anywhere from 1 to 10. And some people even have tons of systems with, you know, 100, 200, 500, 1,000, you know, 500 or 1,000 graphics cards. And they'll sit there and just mine Ethereum or Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency and earn money for that Bitcoin, person. Typically. And it's, you know, it, it can be profitable, but right now it's eating up all the graphics card stock. NVIDIA, I give them props for trying, but... It wasn't going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Someone is always going to find a workaround. Mm-hmm. For sure. I guess from here, we will wrap up with Nintendo's Direct. It might be a shorter episode tonight, because, you know, but there's a couple big topics that I have a lot to say on, and, yeah. And I know, Glitch, you have a good bit to say on the Nintendo thing, right? With, with some of the announcements there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... I'll first go I'll on to BlizzCon. So, I just finished watching BlizzCon a few hours ago. And then I was playing some World of Warcraft before the show. And there were some awesome announcements in the opening showcase. For one, we got confirmed Burning Crusade is hitting World of Warcraft Classic. And the way they're doing it is rather interesting. Yes, amen. They are basically moving the servers over to what they're calling classic realms and you will be able to create characters still for the original classic and you can even choose your to for your current characters to freeze them in classic so they don't get any other updates or you can move them forward to burning crusade fully well, up to you well actually what is the servers that are well the servers that are out right now are going to continue on they're going to create separate servers and you'll be able to copy your character over to a classic server. No, they said they're moving it over really from servers to something called realms. Is how they explained it in the deep dive. So we don't know exactly how it's all going to work yet. But it's going to be interesting. And they announced you're going to be able to pay to clone your character if you want to keep it say, in classic. You'll be able to have, yes, you'll be able to have your same character on both a classic server and a Burning Crusade class. If you decide to pay. If not, you can move them for free to the new expansion. Yeah. And then, you know, but they showed some interesting little tidbits on the translation process because they actually still have the original code for Burning Crusades. So, during the panel at BlizzCon, they were showing where when they translated it over, it accidentally flipped a switch for Ocean Generation in the uh, Outlands. <laughs> And so the whole area was flooded <laughs> for the new Burning Crusade <laughs> area. It was flooded. Were you saying something glitch? Water in the sky. <laughs> I was just laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty hilarious. And then they also but showed one Hayden I know you got a kick the, out of. You figured all that water would just fall down into the infinite space. Right. And they also showed where if you if you create a blood elf in one of their earlier builds, it didn't transition over properly. They had a blood elf basically naked, 
and not showing, it wouldn't show anything inappropriate or anything, of course, but it was supposed to still have its clothes on. So, like, where the boots would be, the legs were, like, thicker. Because all the textures for clothing weren't loading on the creation screen. <laughs> it's like, they were running into some crazy issues. It, yeah, it was funny, because the way the tech designer or the engineer described it, the dimensions were translating just fine. It's like you said... The textures didn't. Yeah, so they actually had, you know, to go back in and get that fixed. They've been running into issues there. And they're also having to backport in things from that they fixed in Classic. Because, you know, Classic, they didn't have the original code. They were running based off the code that was on that one private server. I uh, don't remember what it's called. But that's what they built off of. And now they do have the original code for Burning Crusades Plus. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything goes with WoW. But then other announcements that we had was the Diablo 4. We got a little more information, which was definitely nice. They showed a new class, the Rogue. Diablo 2. I was going to get to that, Hayden. <laughs> but oh. yeah, they showed off the rogue in a really nice trailer. When, with you know, Blizzard cutscenes are typically always amazing. I don't know anyone who makes as good cutscenes as Blizzard, and you know, hard to argue that in my opinion. But they showed that off, and then from there, yes, as Hayden said, Diablo two re it remastered basically. I don't remember the exact name they gave it. But I'm excited that the Diablo remaster is coming. Resurrection. Yeah, Resurrection. Diablo 2 Resurrection. Yeah, and it's coming to Switch, PS5, PS4, Series X, Xbox One. You know, PC of course. And so that's going to be, be honest. Awesome. I'm probably going to buy it on Switch. I'm thinking about that as well. If I have a full size Switch by then, that's not a light. But I'm going to snag that up on the Switch. Yeah, but it's looking good. It's, I mean, the trailer and the gameplay and, like, I love Diablo 2. I am so hyped. I don't need I don't need to watch the trailer or any gameplay because I've played so much Diablo 2 that I know the game like the back of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and see, this will be good for me because I was never able to play Diablo 2. The yeah, first Hayden. one I experienced... I was just saying, you've primarily been a, pon a console player up till oh, recently. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Hayden. You can pull that console peasant well. <laughs> I just pick. I just tease. You know that. <laughs> hey, man. When Xbox is the only one that has Halo, you got to do what you got to do. Well, thankfully, PC that's had Halo. Yeah, oh yeah, it did. Halo 1 and 2? It's got it now. No, it had Halo 1 and 2 no, back when it first came out. No, it had it from out. the beginning, when they first came out, yeah. Yeah. It actually works pretty well. I've played the original Halo. Yeah. I've even played the Mac version. <laughs> oh yeah, how, the way it was originally intended. No, the original intended never came out. But you can play the Halo CE on a Mac. But that trailer from Steve yeah, Jobs is still amazing. At Macworld '99, it's just it still has Halo DNA, but it yes. was going to be such a different title. Uh. So back to BlizzCon, the other things they showed, of course, was 
expanded content for Hearthstone single player and stuff. As well as uh, a little bit more on Diablo Immortal, which they are going to expand on in a panel. And I don't think anyone cares for Immortal or any of that. So, yeah. I'm not going to lie, I'm mildly curious about Immortal only because it's coming to the Switch. Oh, it is? No, no. Yeah. I don't think there's a problem with Diablo Immortal. I think the problem is how they announced it. The year before Diablo 4? Yes, because everybody was expecting Diablo 4. Yeah. They didn't get it. Yeah, exactly. And then it didn't help the comments that he made on stage either. Now, had they said something along the lines of, Diablo 4 is in the making, we'll have news for you soon, here's something to hold you over, then people probably would have been more accepting. It'd have been a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. But then again, we probably never would have got a red shirt, guys. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing I should have mentioned back when we covered WoW is we got the new season of WoW content for Shadowlands, which is looking good. There's a new mount. A hand, a cut-off hand mount, which looks like crazy. <laughs> but... Yeah, more content, raid, story <laughs> for Shadowlands for people that play retail. Which I'm personally looking forward to. I know Hayden's not big into retail, or, but I am. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like there's so much to do. Is there anything else on BlizzCon anyone wants to say? Not really. Well, one thing concerning the... Uh, level boost uh, oh, yeah. for Burning Crusades. Level 58 level boost for any character in classic Burning Crusades, except for Blood Elves and Druid. Or, and uh, Draenei. Draenei. Yep. Yeah. It, uh, now, the stream I was watching, I know many of the people on it had a problem with it. I don't, and I imagine that most people won't. You know, you have to understand, a lot of people don't play WoW hardcore. And to give them the opportunity to go ahead and get close to level 60 so that they'll be able to complete level 60, I I think is really good. And to satisfy the players who are hardcore, Blizzard did say they were going to limit the boost to one per account and like you said you couldn't use it on a draenei or a blood elf which speaking of those they are releasing a pre-patch which will allow you to play as a draenei blood elf the full expansion launch yeah draenei or a blood elf yeah which i think is neat oh yeah i'm gonna create one a blood elf for sure so yeah that's blizzcon and that's all straight today. I enjoyed watching the events and hearing the announcements. But where the real hype is, is the Nintendo's Direct. It was the first Direct in 530-something days. And it's been a mixed bag for some people. But personally, I thought it was great. So, of course, they kicked it off with the Smash character announcement, Pyra. And gosh, that was such a big fake out. I was so thinking it was like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 2 or another DLC or. And then it went, you know, 
I'm in Smash! <laughs> and it was, and then they showed Mithra with her, so it's Pyra and Mithra. Which, as a Xenoblade flan, I'm hyped. Glitch? Yup. Were you going to say something there? I was just going to say that was an epic fake-out. Oh, yes. It was. It was. And seeing, like, the tweets as it was going on. for good boys and girls. <laughs> and it's just, you know, awesome. And then from there, of course, rumored, like, crazy Fall Guys is now coming to Switch this summer. I mean... What took them so long? PlayStation signed an exclusivity deal back in September when it was on Plus. It was so long and PS exclusive. Uh, that's what it was. So that's coming out. And then from there, there were several other announcements. But for me, the biggest one, honestly, is of course, we don't, we don't have to do this in order, but Skyward Sword HD is looking amazing. And they showed you don't have to I use the motion I think the price controls. is wrong. Yeah, yeah that the, is a good thing. That is true. The price is high, but it's expected. Wind Waker was 60. Twilight Princess HD was 60. I didn't see it being any different. But I, that was I nice. want that game, but not a 60. If you want me to pay 60 for it, throw in some Twilight Princess HD, throw in some Wind Waker HD, one of those two, and maybe I'll consider it. I've heard that that's going to be another collection. 60 bucks for both of those. I'll buy that one. That one's worth it. But Twilight, uh, Skyward Sword HD by itself? No. To me, if, they can, if there's some additional content that we don't know about, I don't care if it's just an amiibo dungeon or something, like in Twilight Princess. I'll t- I, it, it, it justify it. But if they actually um, are there's a problem. Content. There's a there's a problem. The quote unquote amiibo dungeon was not previously an amiibo dungeon. Really? It's not new. I thought it was. No. According to people that have played through it, and and from what I've seen, I could be wrong on this, but according to what I've seen, there was a segment of the game where you um have to go through this long side quest that's sort of hidden where a piece of a bridge fell in the middle of the desert and you wolf link and portal that bridge back to where it goes. And that opens a cave that in the HD version became the amiibo dungeon. Uh, From what I understand, they locked off previously accessible content for amiibos. But then you also had the... And then you also had the Ganon hard mode, if you used Ganon, if I remember correctly. And then, yeah. of course, Wind Waker had tweaks to the infamous Triforce quest. You know, so there were tweaks to yeah. make those worth it. And also for Zelda, they they said that there was would be Breath of the Wild 2 announcements later this year. But they did not acknowledge the 35th anniversary of, the, of Zelda. I didn't think they would. Mario's 35th isn't even done yet. Yeah. Exactly. They don't want to stomp on the toes of their favorite Italian plumber. Yeah, Mario I has to die. Mario has to die on March 31st fit. when they take off Mario All-Stars off the eShop. Mario will die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have to let him die first. Yep. But then... So I the imagine last... if it is the Zelda 30... You said 5th? Yeah, 35th. That Yeah, they'll probably 
do an announcement. There's gonna be another. Direct. another direct. I bet you there's a Zelda direct, like there was a Mario direct last year. One other thing I wouldn't doubt if it comes is if we get some form of Four Swords Zelda on. Oh yeah. On Switch, that'd, it would be, be nice. perfect for it. That would be. Yep. Especially now too, you got I, those beautiful Breath of the or not, but you got that beautiful Skyward Sword Joy Cons. You know the Master Shield or the Hylian Shield and Master Sword Joy Cons. It's like, mwah, beautiful. I want a set. Those do look pretty, and while I wouldn't mind having a set, I just don't need another set of Joy Cons. Yeah. And I'm saving the final announcement, which actually is the biggest one to me, but it's 2022, which Danford's in a bit. We'll save that for a little bit. We also had the new Mario Golf Super Rush, which is some that people's one, highlight. For me, not, for me not being a big sports game fan, I always did enjoy a little bit of Mario Golf. Mm-hmm, that too. one might be something to look into if it goes on deep discount one day. And that speed golf mode. That looked like it'd be great. Yeah. Which, you know, Nintendo, a deep discount <laughs> is $48. <laughs> That's the best yeah, discount that, they ever th- give. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's not deep enough yeah. for me. I'm talking like off. 20 bucks. Still, really, with Nintendo, a discount, 55 A deep discount, 48 A freaking Nintendo is blowing up and dying? Anything less. <laughs> like, like, that's the well, thing, I imagine that some of their they, smaller... The, the funny thing is, right, and this is something I've noticed with Nintendo for the longest time. Nintendo places higher value on their games than most of their consumers do. I wouldn't say that, because almost every Nintendo first-party game, when their system is older, is more expensive. Like, look at any first-party Nintendo game from, like, the NES up. They all hold their value. If you want to buy Sunshine on GameCube, you're paying more than 3D All-Stars. You're still paying more than 60 Same with that, the Galaxy games. Is, okay, that is fair. That is a different market entirely. That is collector's value. That is not current-gen or even just yeah. previous-gen value. But it's the same. Because right now, if I really wanted to, if I really wanted to, I could go buy a copy of Mario 3D World on the Wii U for 20 bucks. Now, why am I gonna spend 60 on an HD remastered version when I can buy the previous generation's version for a third of that price? Nintendo would say because of online multiplayer. (laughs) And I would say not good enough. Yeah. And drop the price and then I'll pay. Yeah. Doesn't matter. That'll make me pay 30 or 40. Drop the price, and then I'll pay. You overpricing, greedy SOBs. Just like Square. <laughs> Narcissistic much. And then, and seeing the Square, perfect transition. Project Triangle Strategy. Octopath art style, strategy gameplay. Demo available yesterday. And that looked beautiful. I still haven't tried the demo yet, That's, but I'm planning on it. An explanation. I'm sorry, but to me, that game just looks like Octopath Emblem. <laughs> what is it, Hayden? Hey, I said for those who missed it, can you give an explanation of what the game is? Basically, it's a Fire Emblem style gameplay with the art style of Octopath Traveler. And also, it's supposedly going to have a big choice and consequences in the story and branching pathways. So, if your choices actually impact the world, like here, for future reference, I'll link you the trailer from the direct. Actually, it's an IGN article. Um, but I'll send that. Of the few Fire Emblem games I've played, I enjoyed them all. 
which is the Square Enix title, but it's similar gameplay yeah. to Fire Emblem. The main difference is, though, elevation actually matters. So, like, if a character's above you or something, the maps have verticality. But other than that, the rest is similar which, to Fire Emblem. Don't get me wrong, it's cool and all, but hashtag done before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, they're, they're not really doing anything new with this title. There's nothing really innovative with this title, the only thing they're really doing is combining a bunch of things that a bunch of other people did in a bunch of other different games into one. Yeah. The only really thing I, I can say this, the thing that's going to make this title stand out is if they could really present an impelling story and intriguing character. Well, the demo is available today, so I'm sure people have videos on it already. You also had one of the biggest, and um, not really announcements, but kind of announcements, because they showed literally nothing. But apparently there's a game called Star Wars Hunters for Switch, which is a third-person shooter and free-to-play. But we got a few holograms of Star Wars me. characters shooting blasters and a lightsaber, and no other information. Blah. Which is sad, because they're... There's been data mines of Nintendo servers, and there is supposedly on their server sitting there right now a Switch version of Republic Commando, which we thought we'd see, and it didn't. So we'll see that eventually, I guess. And that means coming to PS4. What glitch? I'm not surprised that we're not seeing it. Well, if it's already on their servers, I figure we're going to get it. We need a re-release of Republic Commando on Switch. Yes. I know so many people who would buy it. If I had a Switch, I would rebuy it for the Switch. Such a iconic Star Wars game and a first-person shooter. Great title. I've thoroughly enjoyed it in the past. Which then again, I'm also waiting for a developer to come out with Imperial Commando. It's just me. Yeah. And of course, uh, Glitch, were you, you were excited for the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, right? Was that you? Uh, yeah, I could, I could get behind that. I don't know if it's going to be an insta-buy. Yeah, I thought you mentioned that. But I can tell you that it's on my wish list. Mm-hmm. I can tell yeah. you this, anybody oh, who loves Dark Souls... Definitely, they're difficult. But yeah, it's basically including Ninja Gaiden Sigma, which is the original Xbox game. Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, which is the original Ninja Gaiden 2 on OG Xbox, and Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge in one collection. And that's also coming to other platforms like PlayStation, Xbox, PC. I'll probably get it on PC because Steam has better sales than Nintendo. Sorry. Yeah. I said it. No, you're right. And then, of course, we had the Mario items being added to Animal Crossing. And as an Animal Crossing fan, I love the warp pipes. I don't think anyone else has anything to say there. And then no. Metopia no. on 3DS. I'm going to buy that. Looks like it's going to be fun. You can have it. <laughs> I'm not paying 60 bucks for another 3DS. I think it's only 50. Uh, still. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be good. Not paying 50 bucks for a game I can get somewhere else for 20. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. And no, a horse and a little bit of makeup isn't enough to cover up the fact that you're putting the Switch tax on it, Nintendo. Right? Yep. And the, another one that I'm hyped for is the Legend of Mana remaster. I'm planning to buy that. Also coming to PC and PS4. Meh. Hopefully that's going to come out on Steam as well. Yes. Meh, it I will. I've never, 
I've never been a, a particular fan of the Mana series, but I do see the appeal in those games. Mm-hmm. And I can respect it. But yeah. still, come on now, Square. Come on now. Chrono Cross. You're milking our pocketbooks over here. Look at that price tag. Yeah, give us Chrono Cross. I don't care. Charge me $1,000. Give me a Chrono Cross HD port. <laughs> no, don't charge me $1,000 because I can get it cheaper. It's only on the PS1. It's never been ported to anything. A remaster. Still, I can get it cheaper. Yeah, you can buy it on the PlayStation 3 store where they it's just the PS1 disc so digitally for Thank you. 10 bucks. Thank you. But still for the average be square port, which, which, which um Legend of Mana is only 20 bucks. They're not charging an arm and a leg for it. Okay. Okay, that's that's more reasonable. I'll, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. That's more reasonable. I'll give it that. Mhm. Yeah, Square is pretty reasonable with their HD ports. If, as long as it's not a remake. Like, all the Final Fantasies are less than 20, other, unless you get to the 3D games. Anything that's pre-PS2 is usually 20 or less. Nah, yeah. even um, even 10.10.2 HD, technically it's 40 for the whole collection, which is fair. Each that's game PS2. is 20. Yeah, but still, yeah. still, it is fair because you can buy each game separately for 20. Yeah. It's fair. So I'll pay 40 for the collection. Yep. And of course, Glitch, I know me and you both, Hayden could care less, but Monster Hunter Rise got some details, some new monsters and stuff, and it's looking yeah. good. We're looking ready to fight some monsters, aren't we, at the end of March? Yes, we are. We are going to be hunting and hunting and hunting and hunting. And hunting some more. And then I forget <laughs> to mention hunting. Right? <laughs> and then Stubbs the Zombie. Is coming to Switch, yes. PS4, and PC. Yes, yes. It's March yes, 16th. Yes, yes. Right? I don't, I, have me- I don't have memories of this game like others do, but I do respect it. I don't have memories as a kid of it. I have memories of Hayden plopping down his OG Xbox at my house and playing it. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. I- <laughs> yes, I am so fortunate that I have, one, a disc that works. And two, the case, and I believe I've got the manual in it as well. Yeah, we valued so, that on eBay, and it was expensive. Oh, yeah, it was up to about $100, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But here's an interesting tidbit that not everybody might know. Stubbs the Zombie is in the Halo Combat Evolved engine. That was big in the marketing at the time. So no, people who were like Halo don't. for Switch, there. Halo engines now on Switch. <laughs> they might have recoded it in a different engine, though. That's the thing. Yeah, they could have, but it's 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 made by Aspire, and they generally keep the same OG engines in their ports. They just take the PC code, so it's probably the Stubbs the Zombie PC code that's then ported to Switch and PlayStation, and then remastered on the PC. Because that's, that's what they likely. did with that's what they did with Racer, Jedi Knight Outcast, and Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Because even Jedi Academy, at launch of that game on the Switch, PC players were typing in the IP address that showed up on the screen and joining console servers. Like, they'd, they'd be watching a streamer, see someone disconnected, type in the IP into the PC version of the game, and connect and kick, and kick all the Switch or PS4 players' butts. 
<laughs> because it was literally just the PC version of the game running on console with controllers. Yeah, and it was the raw PC version because like these people had didn't even have the any updates on it or anything. It was just raw PC version. Yeah, and it's not a remaster. Actually, I forgot. Yeah, it's just a re-release, but it's gonna be twenty bucks. Yeah, which for that game no longer sold anymore. It's actually worth it. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, compared to buying an OG Xbox and getting an actual copy, yes. And I say, anyone listening who has the cash to spare, pick it up. Show that game some support. It deserves it. It sure deserves it. Oh, man, it. it deserves a lot of love. Yeah, and it, it's so much fun and laugh and... It has split screen on the OG Xbox. And I don't know if this version will. It's got a unique sense of humor. Mm-hmm. It does. A lot, a lot of humor. And it's great. Glitch, I don't know if you're going to pick it up or not, but I'd at least recommend watching a Let's Play. It's yeah, great. that'll probably do. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I highly recommend playing it for yourself, but that's just me. And then But I understand had... if you don't want to, but I agree with Jake. Watch a... Yeah, watching a Let's Play would at least let you enjoy it. And then from there, we also had No More Heroes 3 get a release date for August 27th, 2021. And got a little more gameplay, too. Glitch, you're the only one here who's ever played No More Heroes. So do you have any thoughts on that one? Three words. I can't wait. So, and I'm guessing you'd think for listeners who haven't played the series that they should pick up the ports of 1 and 2? And give it a try. Do it. All right, because I'm playing. Many on people it. hated. Many people hated No More Heroes One and Two on the Switch because of the motion controls. You do not need to worry mm-hmm. about motion controls. Mm-hmm. Even though the motion controls are nothing more than, do you hold your Wii, your uh, Switch controller upright or down flat for a high or a low stance? You don't need to worry about that anymore because they've made it button activation, and they've also made it so that both analog sticks activate the um, the motion arrows. Nice. It's it's a glorious, glorious port. Both games definitely live up. Like now, the thing I will say, the thing I will say though, is the first game has better bo- better boss fights. Mm-hmm. The second game feels a lot smoother to play and is much more enjoyable to play. Well, hopefully three's a good in-between. Yeah, it's that weird dichotomy. If you haven't played the first two games before, I would recommend you start with the second one just because it's going to feel more natural to you from a modern perspective. Yeah. But then if you've got the time and the patience, go back and play the first one because those fights, mm, mm, mm-mm-mm, those fights are mm. Woo. So I love heard. those boss fights. So I've heard. And then from there, we also had uh, Saga Frontier Remastered, another classic RPG from from Square, I think, that I'm planning mm-hmm. to pick up. And it's looking like it's going to be good. And that's coming out in April. Really not much to say on that one. The art style is kind of controversial. People are saying it looks blurry. Same with Legend of Mana. But... I think they're both going to be great. And then, I don't know, no one has anything to say on that one, right? Not Art style's not necessarily blurry, 
it's just an older you know a retro kind of art style i guess some people just lost their well i think it's the remastering people were saying the remastering of it the way they did the hdfi but Mm -hmm. what can you do a game from the 90s from the ps1 like come on people and of course from there the other the last thing i want to mention is what they closed with and what had me hyped splatoon 3 we had an awesome trailer that kind of showed this post-apocalyptic earth the Eiffel Tower tower flipped upside down. Inkling hops on a train and goes to the plaza, of course. And then they show some multiplayer where you spawn on these platforms instead of on the spawn point. At the beginning of the match, you can choose where on the map you want to spawn. And then it's Splatoon action. And they got a crossbow in there, too. Like, 2022, though. But I am hyped. I loved Splatoon 2. 150 hours in it on the Switch. Tons of good memories, and can't wait to find out more. So, I guess, really, that's it on the, the direct. Yep. Anyone have a uh, glitch? Like, anyone thing to say on Splatoon? No. Okay. So, overall... It's just a game I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. So, what would you rate the direct, in your opinion? And either one of you can say, no, you didn't watch it, but you've heard here first. I'd give, it, I'd give it roughly three overpriced plumber's hats out of five. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm guessing a lot of it's because of a lot of you know people say there's a little too much RPGs. I personally liked it, but I'm figuring for you it's mainly the overpriced Nintendo ports, right? Glitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be one for me as well. You present all these good games. And- and then <laughs> the switch tax, yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, overall for me, I personally say 8 out of 10, mainly because there's a bunch of uh, Japanese RPGs that I plan to buy, and Stubbs the Zombie. Skyward Sword HD looked good, Mario Golf looks good. There was enough announcements, and it's only the first half of the year. And who's to say Nintendo won't have some tweets with some surprise additions here and there? And of course, the biggest absence, and we all know why, Pokemon had no appearance. They usually do their own directs, which has me hyped, because this coming week, starting Monday, is the Pokemon 35th anniversary. Wasn't it 35th? Uh, I don't know. Let me double check real quick. 25th. Yeah, Pokemon 25. We actually just got a website for that. Awesome. Ooh. Oh, this looks nice. But yeah, so the Pokemon 25th anniversary is kicking off. And there is going to be some awesomeness. We're rumored to be getting a Pokemon Direct either this Thursday or Friday. And of course, that's why they weren't in the Nintendo Direct. And the biggest predictions is Diamond and Pearl remakes. Like, who cannot get on all over that? Like, I'm going to be insta-buying <laughs> Diamond and Pearl. Both. I mean... And then you also got rumors of them bringing um, some of the older Pokemon games to Switch. I've heard two different versions of this rumor. There's either going to be a physical collection that will have X or Y, <laughs> Omega Ruby, or Alpha Sapphire. You know, because there's two collections. And then... E- 
sun and moon, which might be ultra sun or moon. We really don't know. Or we might get eShop ports of ruby, sapphire, and emerald. There's been two rumors for that side. And of course, you know, there'll probably be the usual mobile stuff and sword and shield events. And they're also having a concert yeah. this week for Pokemon's 35th with Post Malone. Which, eh, who cares, but... Oh, dear lord. <laughs> yeah. Like, doing post-line music. <laughs> what a real musician out there, Right? Oh, but, either way, like, so, Metallica. the Pokemon Direct is going to be music. exciting. What? I said, like, Blizzard, they got Metallica. Right? Some good so, do stuff. you guys have any thoughts or predictions for this Nintendo, or Pokemon Direct? this week nope not me okay we'll probably see more about snap 2 but other than oh, that snap 2 yes i am hyped for snap 2 so yeah honestly i don't think there's much else to cover this week which out of what we had we managed to get 47 minutes going on 48 mm-hmm. so it was a good show so i want to thank everybody for watching please check out the show on youtube or any podcasting platforms that we end up being put on in the future. And we will see everybody next week. Indeed.